Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video series, we're going to go through the workflows and fundamental components when working with 3D particles in the Action 3D Compositor. The idea is to give you a grounding with the tools and behaviours in order to get the particles to behave in certain ways. If you are after a more advanced course on particles, please have a look at the paid training course on offer by fxphd.com. In part 1, we're going to look at the bare-bones basics of creating a particle system and what objects can be used as particle emitters. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. Now the particles are available when working in a 3D composite. So just create a fresh action node and double-click it for its controls. Please set up a dual-screen split with ALT2 so that you can have the result view on the right and the action schematic on the left. Now when it comes to particle systems, you can create a variety of practical and creative atmospherics. This can range from smoke, fire, snow, light bursts, pattern generation and motion graphics. For the particle experts, the choices are quite numerous. I don't intend to show you everyone, but you do have loads of particle presets to choose from and refine. As an example, switch to the Action Bin menu. If you press P, you will see a node called Presets. When you double-click on this node, it will launch you into the browser. Ensure the Presets pull-down menu is set to Particles. Switch the browsing to Display Proxies and you can go through the different subdirectories to look at all the supplied samples. Now you can use them in production, tweak them or just strip them apart to see how they work. But we'll start from the very beginning to look at the building blocks. If you did load any of these presets, please delete the Action node and create a new one so that we're all at the same point. Now to create particles, you need to have an object that emits them. This can be a light, an image surface object or 3D geometry. So in the Action node bin, double-click on a light to add it into the 3D scene. Double-click on the light and change its Z position to 0. This ensures it's at the same default position as a new surface object. Now go back to the Action node bin. Next, drag out a Particle Generator node. It should attach itself to the selected object. If not, draw a connection from the object to the Particle Generator. You need to ensure that the object is the parent of the Particle Generator. This is indicated by the arrow on the connection. Now if you scrub the time bar, you might think that nothing is happening. However, the light is active, therefore the particles are already being shaded. Double-click on the light and turn off shading. You can turn this on any time you want shading in the 3D scene, but you might require a second light to shade things correctly. Scrubbing the time bar, you should see the default state of particles emitted from the light. If you switch to Orbit mode with the O keyboard shortcut and drag on the viewer, you can see that the particles already exist in 3D space. Press Ctrl Z to undo the camera orbit. Press M to switch back to SELECT mode. 
Now, here's a big tip. The particles are typically set to update with any adjustments after you release the cursor. This can make the interface quick when adjusting values… but the results only update on cursor up. So to see things update as you change a value… go to the generator menu… and turn on Regen All through the drop-down menu. If you don't do this… you'll have to keep scrubbing the time bar to see any changes you make. Now when you're using a light as a particle emitter… its default state is to emit particles in all directions. This is because the default light is omnidirectional. Look at the light's object controls… and rotate the Y rotation by 90 degrees. So pointing the light in any direction… will not change the particle emission. To focus the spread of the particles… decrease the spread of the light. So you can control the stream of the particles… as well as the initial direction… by changing the light's direction and spread. You could even switch the light to target mode… and move the target away from the light… and then use the target to direct the particles over an animation. So there are lots of things you can do with lights. But the light is a single point emitter. This means that the particles can only come from the centre of the light. Secondly, the light can only generate particles and not explode them. Now let's look at a surface object as a particle emitter. Delete the light and the particle generator. Swipe back to batch. Now connect the first downloaded frame into the background input. Select the action node and press CTRL-N to add a new media input. Connect the second downloaded frame into the red front input. Leave the matte channel for now. Double-click on the action node for its controls… and return to a dual-screen split. Now go ahead and scale down the image object… and rotate it at an angle to the camera. Select the image object… and switch back to the action node bin menu. Drag out a particle generator into the action schematic. When you scrub the time bar… You can see the particles emitting from the front face of the surface in line with the UV coordinates. Double click the particle generator node and enable Regen All in the first parameter menu. So when you rotate the surface, you can see how the particles will go in any direction from the front of the surface object. Even when you bend the surface object with extended by cubics, the particles will disperse based on the distortion of the front face. It is also important to point out that as particles are emitted… they pick up the colours from the texture. To make this clearer, switch the particle display to spheres. I just want to point out that you are viewing the particles as spheres… but the render will be lines. There are two separate pull-down menus for choosing particle display and particle renders. You can use different particle types for interactivity reasons… but make sure you choose the right particle type when you render. So particles will inherit the pixel colours of the surface… depending where they are emitted from. Using an alpha or matte can also influence the emitter. Hover over the action schematic and press escape for the batch schematic. Connect the supplied matte clip into the blue input of the media input node. The logo keys in the result view using the alpha. When you scrub the time bar again… 
you will note that the particles are emitting only from the visible parts of the key. The transparent areas are ignored by the generator. So this allows you to create all different kinds of emitter shapes of a flat image. Another useful tip is that you can select any object that is used as an emitter and hide it with the H keyboard shortcut. The particles will still be emitted from the object and they will still respect the colours of the texture as well as the applied matte. So in summary, the surface object acts as an area emitter for the particle generator unlike the point light. Secondly, the emitter respects any applied matte. And finally, the particles pick up and carry the colour of the surface texture. Let's move on to the final type of emitter which is 3D geometry. Delete all the nodes in the action schematic. Go to the node bin and double click on the import node. Switch the file type to FBX and load the torus shape. Now this torus comes with a pre-applied texture and in order to generate particles off it, you need to select the geometry node. In the action node bin, drag out a particle generator. Scrubbing the time bar this time, you will see that the particles are being emitted from every face of the 3D geometry. Once again to make this clear, double click on the particle generator and switch the particle display to spheres. Now because the particles are being drawn off every face, the particles are generated without a texture. To texture them with the same image as the 3D geometry, go to the action schematic and drag a connection from the particle generator to the existing diffuse map. In the case of 3D geometry, each particle will be textured with the whole diffuse map and not just a pixel colour. If you didn't want this, you could set the particle colours in the geometry generator menu or you could project an image just onto the particles. There are a few options to choose from. As before, if you set the particle interactivity to regen all, you can rotate the 3D geometry and see the particles move with the new rotation. Now unlike using a surface object as a particle emitter, particles are generated off the individual faces of the 3D geometry. But in this scenario, it is worth pointing out that the texture does not influence the particle generation. Hence the particles are not coloured. Secondly, the trick with the matte and alphas will not mask the particle generation with 3D geometry. So you need to experiment with the different types of emitters to see which one meets your needs. However, the one extra thing you can do with 3D geometry is that you can toggle between particle generation and particle explosion. In this mode, particles explode away from the emitter. Select the geometry and hide it with H. So that looks interesting, but if you select the particle generator, you can change the particle display from spheres to polygons. In this mode, each polygon of the 3D geometry is a particle and as you scrub through the shot, they will eventually disperse. So the takeaway from this video is that there are three kinds of objects that can be used as particle emitters. They all have different advantages and benefits as well as a few limitations. Remember that you have one option for the type of particle you wish to display and another option for the type of particle you wish to render. Remember to have a play with presets and start experimenting.
we'll cover more particle functionality in future videos. Comments, feedback, and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching, and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.